Hello. 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 All right, enough of that. Welcome to Also the Game, Episode One. Enter the Sean. Yeah. I'm here. I'm Brandon. I'm Citron. I'm Dylan. And uh, today we have a special guest. Yes, we have Captain Sean Pope here speaking. I'll be your pilot for today. (laughs) And you may want to fasten your seatbelts because it's going to be a bumpy ride with this guy on board. Yes. Okay. Just like my ex-wife. Yes. (laughs) This is that Sean. (laughs) Of course, he's going to be a new host Possibly on every episode we haven't Every decided. other episode, hopefully. Something like that. And that lovely little vagrant that just shows up once in a while. Yes. Try to project. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine! Okay, right. uh, your thoughts and opinions on our uh, first episode you can just go around. Right. So, one thing I thought about it was that it was pretty good. It was we, half season. Yeah, that was... It's funny. That was funny. It was more yeah. funny to us than I think to the other people. Yeah, the whole drink cooler thing. Was... Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It was a little sloppy, but in the end it was alright. Just like my ex-wife. My opinion, it was a wreck because I wasn't in it, but that's just me. Yeah, that's, that's just Sean. <laughs> oh, Sean. Yes. That Keep scoundrel. <laughs> okay, um... I do believe we should make it a meme of our viewers... <laughs> uh, yes. That's gonna be the official name of everyone who listens to the show is just called the viewers. <laughs> the viewers. So, Mr. Viewers. As <laughs> <laughs> this mic here is get now on. the viewers. So let's actually get on to the podcast now. Alright, uh StarCraft 2 beta. Oh god. Oh yes. Yes. Who Star- of us have actually played StarCraft 2 beta? I have actually. And actually I have too. You played the opening screen. <laughs> I played the opening screen. <laughs> I actually got into the beta. I was really lucky I won a Twitter contest of all things. Cool. Yes. And <laughs> I, I got into the StarCraft 2 beta. But Pete on Twitter. Right <laughs> when I got in, my account was hacked a while back, and around the same time as when I got into StarCraft 2, they also reset my password. Good. And Good. didn't send me the new one. Yes. So Good old Blizzard. I'm in a nice little limbo right now <laughs> trying to get my password back so I can actually so use the account. He's quantumly both in and not in the beta at the same time. <laughs> Schrodinger's beta. Schrodinger's beta, I've guys. played the uh, demo at California at BlizzCon 09. Uh, me and a couple it, of other. It was awesome. Oh, it was spectacular this to say the least. Tease. It was spectacular. It was awesome. Guys. And as a person who went there before, and I didn't play StarCraft uh, before that. You awful person. Yes, I know. After that, I really did play StarCraft. And it... it Started making sense, and I wish I wasn't playing. Uh, of all people, uh, who's Alex's friend? It was this horrible. is not important. Just yes. continue. <laughs> anyway, I played someone who's been playing the game a lot more than I did, and completely uh, wrecked yeah. me in a couple of seconds. And in my opinion, as someone who's played StarCraft literally since the day he could play video games. Oh, they had tournaments there. Some Koreans play it like it's. Yes, torn, tor- like torn in half. <laughs> no tournaments, like tournaments. Yes, tournaments. <laughs> Don't make fun of my accent, good <laughs> sir. Anyway, they had tournaments there and tournaments, and uh, <laughs> of uh, just the best StarCraft players, the best Warcraft players. And I wasn't either, but because <laughs> apparently you you're not the best. <laughs> Oh, well, he's sorry. really good. I played him in StarCraft. I played him in StarCraft. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the wreckage that has happened. Ripped his forces apart with 12 units, and that was fun. Anyway, <laughs> this game has been... The first game has been out for 12 years or so. And, and, and StarCraft has been in development for they have 12 years. Just... So, and this game is so fair and so based. And... Well, based. So, fairly even. Based. Fairly based. 
<laughs> so even in balance, that to this day people play it because it's like a chess game online without you know the boring with chess violence and aliens <laughs> and, and, and you can have aliens instead yeah. of pods. I mean, why have pods? If exactly. You have that's the best part about it. Well, yes, yeah, so someone who's been playing StarCraft literally since the day I could play video games, I have to say I'm really, 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 you really, out really of, excited about StarCraft. Out of the womb, you, you and every Korean there, sir. <laughs> it's like the official sport of Korea. They actually have, instead of sports tournaments, they have StarCraft tournaments. They have some religious churches. Apologies to Koreans who are listening to this. Especially if you're not going to StarCraft. Yeah, Korea is just going to bomb my house. No, seriously, you can look it up. That's Koreans are terrorists and all. That, that would be derogatory. Yeah, you can look it up. I mean, in Korea, StarCraft has taken off, so it's going to be a big launch there. The it's going to be just as big a launch in um, the States because people are just really excited. It's the biggest game developing company in the world, Blizzard, and Blizzard. this is a game that's been in development for 12 years now. Yeah, Blizzard, We're excited. Blizzard just swims in money at this point from all the Blizzard World of Warcraft could, like, and StarCraft triple. money. Oh, uh, it's obnoxious. So it's not that they haven't been working on it, it's more that they've had so much money they <laughs> need to. So StarCraft 2 has been the They've been kind of stroking off their World of Warcraft <laughs> <laughs> lately. Yeah, well, StarCraft 2 has been the Duke Nukem forever of Blizzard. Actually. Yeah, dude. Now, now that they have the beta out, it's like, what, what? They've actually, what? They've done something with it? Yeah, for those of you who don't know, what? Duke Nukem Forever was a teased game. Teased for generations. Yeah, and Duke Nukem was very popular, and Duke Nukem Forever looked really good. Anyone who doesn't know but Duke Nukem, then it's Yahtzee know never... orgasms at the <laughs> very side of that game. <laughs> Duke Nukem 3D was a great game, and it promised a lot more, and they've been reducing teasers progressively better and better since, you know... But then the development 3D. studio went out and, of and business. Went out of business, <laughs> and then someone bought it, and then someone unbought it, and now Duke Nukem Forever is dead. Maybe one day it'll finally come to fruition, but by then we will have all forgotten the lovable lad, Duke. It'll be like a premium well, or something. I want to ask, what what's like your axe. favorite game company? Yes, Axe. What's, the, <laughs> what's like your favorite game company? Like Blizzard, Valve, or... Bioware. Valve. Bioware for mine. I'm sorry. Or, I love... You just love Mass Effect. Mass Effect 2 <laughs> and Dragon Age. Those right, two. So let's talk about the games that they have made that made us love it so much. Valve. Valve. Half-Life. Half-Life 2. Yeah. Portal is... Portal. Portal. TF2. Portal. Original Half-Life. Strategy games. Portal is a game which you shoot portals, you go in one portal and, and you come would, out the other. There's not a bit of violence in the game, really. No, well, technically. except yeah. for getting shot. Yeah, and human on robot <laughs> violence a couple times, but Funny. it's a puzzle game. But they revolutionized what you could do with a ga- with a game engine, and, and it was it's so much fun. Among the most hilarious things you'll ever play, it's completely pitch. Black. Oh yeah, the humor is <laughs> just pitch black the whole way through. <laughs> Gladys, Gladys, uh, throughout the Glados. entire game, Glados. Throughout the entire game, you're basically being mocked and, and taunted by yes, by this over like this voice in the background, it's which is the computer that's, that's guiding computer you through. Voice, yeah. It's very philosophical. It's almost Deus Machina. I mean, when you start playing, it's a computer reading a script, and then it grows a personality and starts lighting. If on at fire. first you don't succeed, you, you fail. fail. <laughs> <laughs> then near the end, it's like remember that time when I was about to dump you into the fire pit and you screamed and I was like goodbye, and then you didn't get in the fire pit. Those are good times. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hilarious game. It's that was a by game full of quotes. I'm sorry. Terrible paraphrasing of that. Half Life Two, favorite game ever. I mean, you can't beat Half Life Two in terms of a really long game that doesn't stop being fun. Deus Ex got pretty good at that, though. I mean, some of the older games that. You know, but no one has played Deus Ex, and I mean, on the yeah, level of like how much people have played, I mean, Half Life Two. 
is still a good game. Deus Ex has not aged very well. Half-Life 2 is... Half-Life 2 is, what, eight years old now? Six years? Eight years? Is it? It's an old it game. Still looks it's an nice, old game. Yeah. It still looks good. It's still very playable. Where Deus Ex has lost a little bit of that. Yeah. Deus Ex is kind of but based plus, off the original Half-Life in the first place. On the t- but, famous for its triggered events and first-person view. You felt like you were in the game. It was amazing. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at the how prolific the developing companies are, you have... Valve, which has released good game after good game. Just with a lot of time in the middle. But Deus Ex released, the company that built Deus Ex, who was, what was their name? I don't even know. (laughs) Exactly, they don't (laughs) even know the developing company that made Deus Ex. It's a great game, but after Deus Ex, they released like an expansion and kind of a sequel thing, but nothing else ever happened from that company. I mean, Valve just comes with good game after good game. It's a fantastic game, and one of the few that I've seen that has a good moral choice system actually built into it. Yes, because... Moral choices. We'll have to talk about that one episode because moral choices have just been reduced to, well, you're a saint, either, either or baby, you either are a demon right. from hell that nobody likes and you have no friends. Case in point, Fable. Yes, Fable. <laughs> you, you, you could go a middle route in Fable, but the end choice kind of no, 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 wipes that. You can't that. go a middle route. I mean, it's balanced if you do nothing and just pick alternating choices every time, but then you can't do anything. Yeah, it, it only rewarded being like it's only when you have the Paragon <laughs> or the Scourge. Of that was a terrible mix. <laughs> Paragon and Scourge. Paragon and Renegade is the actual. Yeah, that's Mass Effect too. But well, uh, <laughs> my favorite game company is EA, and that's because when I grew up, I grew up with all the Need for Speed games, and those were amazing for me. And oh yeah, it says a car fanatic. Yes, I'm a car fanatic. I'm Yes, I'm a car fanatic. So I grew up with all the Need for Speed games that EA that EA made. However, recently I've become a fan of Valve because of Half-Life 2. Half-Life 2. forced him to play, of course. We we had to drag him kicking and screaming into the Half-Life universe, but then he was addicted once he started. Yeah, Half-Life 2. It was like, whoa. (laughs) Team Fortress 2, twice as addicting because it doesn't end. (laughs) Yeah. As long as you're playing with not idiots, which are very hard to find nowadays. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, Brendan, your favorite developing company is? Uh, I said Bioware because of the Mass Effect 2. Just... Bioware has made, uh, has, what is the word? Mastered, let's say that. Mastered, uh, the art of telling a story and telling a damn good story while doing it. The thing I like about... Bioware was an author instead of a game. (laughs) Well, the thing I like about Bioware is how it's fun and you are involved in so much choice with Bioware. Yeah. Where, the thing with with choice in games is it's the only time I ever really feel emotionally vested is when there's two paths where you can't go back. And you know they're going to take you to completely different ways because I want to, I'm want i the kind of person who wants to get every little detail <laughs> of the game. That's I hard. played Bioshock twice through just to make sure I got every tape recording yeah, in I it. I did six times through and I still don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up going online, looking where every recording was, and finding them all just so I could say I did it. You baby. You find them by your bare hands. <laughs> I only had a weekend to play the game. I got one weekend to play it, so I was going to play it like there was no so Maybe tomorrow. finding them with my bare hands isn't working because I don't have them all, so. <laughs> all right, guys, back to the stories. Oh, uh, we have Google Buzz get sued. Which is on our, just uh, hilarious. Yes, on our last piece. episode, we were talking about Google Buzz. We did talk a lot about we, Google yes. Buzz. And we now they're getting like, sued because... <laughs> for like six or seven minutes on yeah. just Google Buzz. The um, absolutely lovable users of Gmail actually feel abused and berated by this add-on. <laughs> like, it, like, like it was forced been, upon them. Like, it's like, like, it's, like can you really... 
that's like suing someone for giving you five dollars. <laughs> well, they, they could have they're, given me They're more. not doing anything malicious here. They're trying to help and just giving you part of Gmail. No, it, you signed, you agreed to the terms of service of Gmail. They're giving you an alternative. I want to say five dollars because hell, yeah, I'm gonna take that five dollars. They're giving you an alternative to something else. Well, the thing is, is that they say there's a like a pack of laws that they have about the internet. And that uh, it a breaks pack of laws. a pack of laws. I don't know the one man laws. Pack. The internet laws, of course. Yeah, of course. We'll have to uh, go over that one day. There's tons of internet rules, like Rule 34. Oh, Rule 32. Let's not go the little things. Rules one and two. Do not talk about the rules, guys. But I mean, I just can't see how you could sue someone for giving you content. Even if the content isn't good or you don't want the content, you're being given content. Yeah, it's... Are we that spoiled that it's considered computer abuse under the Computer yeah. Fraud and Abuse Act? So what were the precise allegations going to be? It's uh, the Computer Abuse and Fraud, fraud and Abuse Act. So how what? people, the Gmail users have been abused uh, by that Google sounds like Buzz. They felt used by when they launched Buzz. I mean, but what about when they launched Gmail? <laughs> Are you being used because you can use our email when it's in beta? Well, they say I mean, well, you forget. Well, they say the the quote for the unquote, longest time it was in beta. They say the quote unquote infractions are compromising the confidential uh, confidentiality. Confidentiality. No. Come on, Shintron, <laughs> sound it out. Past <laughs> <laughs> the fifth grade, you can. <laughs> and knowing transmission and intentional damage. I don't know. Uh, there's yes. no damage trying to be done here. <laughs> they they broke mean, my arm because I was buzzing so hard. <laughs> I mean, come on. You can opt out of buzz. There's even a setting to turn it off. It's not like they've forced your computer into lockdown until you've buzzed three items. It's this absolutely ludicrous age we live in now where the idiots have taken control of everything. <laughs> well, it yeah. says here that they're taking this action on behalf of 32.2 million Gmail users. That's a lot of people. So they all complain? Apparently. <laughs> I haven't complained yet, and I have buzz, but I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. No one gets it, and then why do we need it? And I mean, there's this backlash over buzz, which just doesn't make sense. I think it's mostly just because Google can that they put buzz in. Yeah. It's like adding extra features to Gmail. It would be like if Gmail didn't have support for adding a file to an email. Like putting an attachment for an email. And they gave it to you and people sued them. They're not doing anything malicious. They're not abusing you. They're just giving you this and you can turn it off if you really want. Yeah, one of the biggest messages Buzz sends is that Google has the massive, massive servers capable to handle not only all of the email in the entire world by now, but also all the social media going on. So Google's just trying to win every fight ever, which is acceptable. Google's doing pretty well. Yeah, they have. <laughs> Let's not get into monopolies now, Google. Just calm down. <laughs> it's okay, Google. We still love you. You don't have to do everything. Well, you don't have to do everything yet. Yet. Well, <laughs> one day Google will run it, out of refrigerators. Be, uh... Refrigerator's down. Oh, call Google. They'll fix it. Find eggs. <laughs> Did you mean ham? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every every device in your in your house will be connected to the internet, and it'll be Google. It'll be it like all. a huge search engine that <laughs> going through your entire house will be like going through 4chan. <laughs> Rules one and two, guys. <laughs> we just went over this. All right. Uh, talking about Google. Uh, 
Google has also merged their search engine. No, not Google, Microsoft. Microsoft, Microsoft has, has merged their search engines with Yahoo. Yahoo. So they attempt to fight with there. Google. <laughs> no, because, because Google wins everything. Google runs the market. Yahoo uh, can't really compete at this point, no matter how hard they try, and they're trying very hard. So they're working with Bing now. Apparently, I wrote because that. Because it's yeah. not Google. Yeah, well, the, the thing is, is that they're merging the two, and they're saying it's a search alliance. Search <laughs> yes, <all>. yeah, that. <laughs> and I it's like, <laughs> remember, there are viewers; they can see everything. Yeah, <laughs> they, the they can see all of our hand motions that look wrong. They're together. Continuing tangential here. Anyways, they're. I mean, they're like combining to make. A better, they, I guess they saw that being separate is not good for competition against Google. Google's still kicking their butt, <laughs> so I guess they're kind of coming together and trying to make something that will be better than Google, even though that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 it's <laughs> Google. As we just said, Google owns the world by now. I think they've hollowed out the Earth's core to make all hail the Google. data storage. <laughs> yes, all hail Google once again. So, <laughs> do, do we really need to do this again? Yes, we have we, to have like an idol here to <laughs> worship Google. The almighty Google. We have a giant G. They live up to their name <laughs> having 100 zeros worth of data storage, but that's all right. Indeed. Well, <laughs> so moving away from Google for a minute here. Yeah, talking about games again. Natal Xbox. Oh, goody. They're trying oh, to bring Project back. Natal. Project Natal is a... Uh, because the PlayStation iToy just works so yeah, well. Yeah, it's a motion-censored... It, it was trying to improve uh, the PS2's iToy, which was basically it captures your image and it captures your movements and it's projected onto a game. Natal did not see this failure with the iToy and <laughs> decided to do it again. In his defense, I picked up an iToy a while back. It was used for like five dollars. <laughs> There was a reason it was five dollars, <laughs> and the thing didn't really work that well. It, it kind of worked, but not really. I have a brand new one, and it still didn't work. Just to defend how to bad. Play it off was. of the Wii's new motion moving capability, which is just sold so well that all yeah, it actually not has, really. No, Wii's outsold every console the, since it's well, done well. But here's the thing: the Wii isn't really a gaming device. It's more of a workout device. Not a yeah, workout. It's, 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 it's not a workout thing. It's just like it's for like, more like a family thing. It's yeah. more. The they're Wii's, not marketing it towards hardcore gamers. It's like the gateway drug of games. It's not really playing a game, but it's similar. Well, it's playing a game. It's just that it's more for like a like if you have a group of friends over or your family. It's, yes, because if you're sitting alone to. in your room, you look stupid <laughs> playing everyone by yourself. In in the Wii's defense, if you do go to say Metacritic and look up Wii reviews for Wii exclusives, it does have the highest number of exclusives that are well reviewed games. Yeah, but which. People are not regarding it as a gaming console at all, which it is, but it has so much shovelware, so much dime a dozen crap games that aren't worth playing that they're bogging down the potential of this device. This is Miley Cyrus is a great adventure, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing with the Wii, as I was trying to say, they've, they've realized something that they're trying not to realize very hard. Gamers don't want to get up. <laughs> They're ruining the sacred relationship gamers have with sitting down, putting a controller in their hands, and merging with the TV screen. Or computer screen, I guess. Either one works. But the thing is, gamers really don't want to have to get up and do active stuff. 
I know, as someone who's been playing games literally since I was three years old. <laughs> that... and I remember sitting on my uncle's lap playing Duke Nukem. I'm an uncle, but that's okay. <laughs> when but I was like two years old playing Duke Nukem. Sitting in my room with my Nintendo 64, the most awkwardly shaped controller in the known universe. <laughs> yeah, that one's really, like, well, hot. the Xbox <laughs> actually does pretty well with the massive controller ability, but the thing, you just... It fits your hand so well. Your thumbs actually become an extension of you, and you start playing the game, and it feels like you're playing a game. Whereas now I you actually have to get up and dance in order to earn points. Before <laughs> I should hit the circle button. The uh, PC controls. PC for, controls for shooters, at least, because with a mouse, you've got a distance you can move. I don't like having to hold a direction on a controller in order to turn that direction. Well, let's not get into PC gaming versus console gaming. Oh, this I mean, I, episode. Yeah, I'm just saying it's. Everyone knows well, you Even the PC, though, you're sitting down. Well, it, it involves a little more movement. Your hands aren't close together, but it's a control. You're well, controlling a character. You're not up dancing. In but, terms of control, which which ones do you guys prefer? Do you prefer, like, the Wii's flailing the arms? <laughs> well, I think the, once they've mastered the technology, I think that will be way better than just controls. Oh, it can once be very mas- immersive. It yeah. can be immersive, but not all games have to be physically immersive. They can be mentally immersive. And that's how oh, the great games like mind Half-Life 2 have been working. Well, mind bullets. Fine. But it's how the great games have gone so far. Half-Life 2, that's just been absolutely brilliant. And you didn't have to get up and, you know, run through radioactive waste and kill headcrabs. Uh, yeah, true. I mean, once the technology is very good, I mean, the Wii Motion Plus is a step in the right direction with one-to-one movement control. Yeah. It's better, but it's not great yet. It's not to the point where it does feel like you're moving around because there's not enough peripherals and the device is still a pain. It's a little, like, rectangular <laughs> box thing you hold in your hand. Well, and no matter how hard they try, that doesn't feel like every device on the planet. It well, feels like yeah, a box. It, there's some cases where... Don't they have a thing that's like... Don't they have a thing that the Wii, it makes the Wii remote shaped kind of like a gun for shooter thing? They do, but it doesn't feel nice to hold in your hand. I it mean, doesn't feel like a gun. It's not, a, <laughs> it's not heavy. It's not a gun. Which, I'm not saying we should go ahead and emulate guns, because especially not on a... Well, if you, if, if, in if this wonderful age of absolute fear of everything gun-shaped... Yeah, do you remember the Odyssey and the gun that the Odyssey came with in the 70s? How about the it Nintendo like a Light Zapper? <laughs> the Nintendo Zapper was out there. And... Baby. Okay, we're back. <laughs> Oh, uh, sorry if there's a little bit of sloppiness there. I had a little oh, issue, yeah. but... We didn't cut anything out, I promise. <laughs> Actually, we don't. Never mind. <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you have the Wii Motion Control. is just not as good as it could be right now. I mean, I can swing my little plastic box around all we want. It's not a sword. Sorry. Well, well anyway, we've harped enough about the Wii. Let's move on to our uh, next article. Well, one is uh, featured videos, interesting videos that I want to uh, put out. And a musician called David Choi, uh, he does a whole bunch of uh, cooperative uh, pieces where he does some popular music and he does it on guitar and some remixes. He did one on TikTok and it was awesome. I love, I know this sounds weird, but yes, I do love the song TikTok by Keisha. (laughs) It's a very good song. We halfway forgive you. (laughs) Halfway forgive me. That's great. Yeah, David Choi, he does these collaborative things with a lot of other YouTube artists, and he'll parody songs, he'll change the lyrics, but they're very good, and he kind of does it as a satire of all the YouTube memes and whatnot out there. 
It's definitely worth a look. Yeah. Yes, well, this wonderful tangent has been nice, but without video, it's very difficult to enjoy a video. So, <laughs> yeah, we... Uh, <laughs> this little section we do, you know, talk about the... Talk about an interesting... Uh, in the show notes, I'll, I'll link... The, yeah. I'll, I'll link his channel in the show notes. Yeah. We'll start doing that. Some we'll start linking stuff in the show notes. And explaining some uh, unedited stuff, too. <laughs> the brevity of that. Uh, and for our gaming topic... For uh, another one, this week is games yeah. and skill. <laughs> ah, now that skill lovely. comes into games. Lovely, All right, so this is a new a new segment we're going to be doing. It's where we take something. It doesn't have to be about gaming. Just a characteristic of. It doesn't have to be about gaming. It just takes yeah. something that geeks care about. Some topic. Yeah. Where there's different sides, and we discuss the sides of this topic. It's going to get a little tangential and a little in depth. As everything else does. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be a little more in depth. We're going to be really talking about. Yeah, um, we're going to be pulling in references that some people won't get, but bear with us, well, and we promise to get to a point. First question here is, where does skill become skill? Like, what makes something skill? Okay, a good example, a good place to start with this would be <coughs> Bioshock. So, uh, so, Bioshock, every time you die, you get sent back to a Vita chamber. Yeah. Even in Bioshock 2, which is somewhat harder, you get sent right back to a, bio, a Vita chamber. You are able to turn off the Vita chambers, but who would do that? No one would. <laughs> You're given the option the go, to. The game goes from unbelievably easy because you have unlimited respawns, like 10 feet back from where you died, to sadistically hard if you turn off the Vita chambers. <laughs> Well, because if you're on anything higher than easy, at which time <laughs> bullets just apparently blow you up. I mean, in normal, hard, or expert, you're going to die once or twice. It's inevitable. Yeah. When you have 50 splicers charging towards you and you accidentally shot that roaming big daddy, you're not going to have you're a fun. absolutely ready for the good stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not in but great as far as skill goes... That's one of the things that really bothers me, because if you look back at old games like the original Mega Man series, also oh. known as the most impossible games known to humans, oh. which, of course... Impossible what, what, about, what about the Ninja Gaidens? I mean, you got the Ninja Gaidens. All those lovely, lovely games. <laughs> those took skill. You had to sit down, play the games, and learn how to play the games. Now, you can pick up wonderful little games and just start playing them, and you win and every it's three brought minutes. it to the age of casual gaming, which... That, you yeah, sure, we'll there just... are two big... There's two big things that break the mold here. One of them is multiplayer games. Yeah. Because in any multiplayer environment, you're going to have people who are better than you, people who are worse than you, or people who are on your skill level. Well, there's some people that are so bad that it makes you cry. And people that are so good, it makes you cry. Well, yeah. <laughs> it goes both ways there, sir. The lovely thing about online games such as Team Fortress 2, although it's a very, very easy GUI to get used to, you're playing with people who've been playing since the game came out. And, and therefore, the good. difficulty curve is actually a brick wall. <laughs> Just run forward until you hit this wall. You watch other people light people on fire wonderfully, and then you learn how to light them on fire. Yeah, I mean, multiplayer gaming is the first good example of breaking this skill thing. Yeah. Because you have to be able to play up to other people's skill. You can find people who are on your skill level and play with them. That's one way to do it. Or you can learn to get better. Well, well the thing that's about, pretty much The thing about it. trying to find people that are on your skill level, some of them can sandbag, which is a drag racing term, but sandbag... And a poker and, term. What? Where, it's a poker term. <laughs> it's a poker term? Okay. Where you, you, you lead you, them on that you're not that good, yeah, and then... Yeah, just, just blow them away when it comes down to well, it. Well, when skills stop becoming skill, in my opinion, is when you add the uh, element of luck. 
and chants not, into it. All not for me, because when you're saying, all right, I'm going to do this, and it's going to be right, and it doesn't happen because it's a luck and a chance thing, that's no longer skill. Because well, the have, game is now working against you. Take in Team Fortress 2 when you have the crits. Rockets. Yeah, <laughs> especially crit rockets. Which Just can take out two or three people with one shot, but they happen at random. But there's a there's a factor that will limit how often you this you get crits, which is how much damage you've caused recently. If you've been able to just go on this crazy annihilation spree, you're much more likely to crit than just shooting out of nowhere. Yeah, one game that it's not really a video game. I mean, there have been video game adaptations, but games with luck and that take skill are like poker. Mm. Sure, it takes a whole lot of luck yeah, if you get a full house, yay. <laughs> but it's the way you play the full house that makes you good at the game. You can't just be like, ha, I'm winning. I'm going to put down some money, please bet. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, you have to know the tactics. You have to know how to sandbag. You have to know how to... Pull up <laughs> Sintra's Dermier. <term. laughs> yeah, you have to know how to make the other people think your cards are bad or think that you're bluffing when really there's, you got something real nice. involved. involved. Or yeah. you can just make them think you're doing okay, but not great, so they'll keep playing with you. And, right and sometimes it comes down to luck. Sometimes you have a full house, you start betting, you're betting bigger and bigger, you got one guy who stays with you, he's got a royal flush. But in this general... He's, he just destroys oh, you. Oh, well, come on. How, how many people have you... How many times have you played poker where they pulled out a royal flush on you? Very, very You'd be rare. surprised. <laughs> it's very rare, but it but can... A, full house can be beaten. On the topic of having <laughs> skill in games, one one game I'd like to come back to is Bioshock, which is just really, really easy, even without the fighter chambers. Everywhere you look, there is food, Eve, health potions, whatever you really well, not health potions, but you get the gist. Everything you could possibly need, and it's, you just take it right there. There's no inventory screen. You can't hide anything. You can't keep it for later. Oh, look, a big daddy will keep 7,000 chips in my bag. Whereas, it's a remake of an old game known as System Shock 2. Which spiritual just, successor. It's not a remake, success. it's the spiritual successor. It's almost the same thing. But, it's just impossible to beat System Shock 2. But that's what made it amazing. You needed to actually be good enough at System Shock 2 to beat System Shock 2. Mm -hmm. And once you got to that area, that little sensor in your brain that says, Oh, I'm good at a thing, gets really, really happy. And you're just like, oh, I'm winning. <laughs> At the same time, there, there's also the games where you have checkpoints. And you can't save after that checkpoint. You can't save before that checkpoint. Yeah, it was always great, right? You set back to that checkpoint. And all the enemies past that checkpoint come back. Which can be can make the game challenging and fun because you have to you have to be able to beat this challenge, but it can make it incredibly frustrating. Oh, especially when checkpoints don't let you restore your own values. Like some games like Paper Mario, where if you use I'm sorry, I play that game. I love that I love game. That yeah. Oh, where Paper you Mario use all of your items in the first one and you don't succeed and you go back to that checkpoint it and you no items. longer have your items. It's that's that's frustrating. It should save. If they're going to do the checkpoint, it should save you how you are yeah. and then set you back. Most of them do that, but some of them don't. Those make you really, really angry. Like, <laughs> I used every health kit I got and got that big daddy down to three health and then I died. Now he's back at full. I'm going to die again. I'm happy. The, the other way they do that is on RPGs where you'll lose your items or you'll get reset back, but there's a boss fight, and that boss comes back full health every time you run into him, which is a pain, <laughs> and you've got that, but it really raises the question, like, how much is it to the point where skill is different from just being frustrating? Okay, uh... You don't want to just play a game that's frustrating. That's actually really good, because our next topic here is, is skill needed to have fun? Like, in games... 
is it you play it to a certain point and then it gets fun to where you know you've had all this tactical knowledge and now you can apply it and it's kind of fun that you know you have this kind of mindset to well it's fun to beat people i mean it's, it's, well, like, it's a gamer's thing sorry christian's a masochist he, <laughs> he, I think his only pleasure are... is in winning against other people it's, all he does is play <laughs> multiplayer it's games it's the gamer like mentality when you become good enough to win that's when you're good enough <laughs> but not even necessarily i mean i play a lot of medic in team fortress 2 which is purely a support class. And I won't even get points half the time. I'll be healing the person who needs the help and who's running away. Who's The person who's running away and needs the help, I'll heal him, but I won't get any points for it. So thereby, I won't get the tangible reward. I won't get to see that, that good number on the screen of, hey, I had the most points. But there's a sense of satisfaction in knowing you did something good. Yeah, which goes well, back to the having enough skill to win. I mm-hmm. mean, you may not be being like the god who destroys everyone on the screen, but you're helping me, the god who destroys everyone. Exactly. <laughs> and that, in your brain, it just translates to, hey, I'm good-ish. Well, that's worked <laughs> the, for me. The, the thing is, well, I have a game where I, when I started out, I totally, totally sucked, and I hated the game. I totally, what totally game is this? sucked. Heroes know. of Newer. <laughs> oh. Anti-new game. Wonderful. <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> Heroes of New Earth is a multiplayer-only game where it rewards... (laughs) Heroes of New Earth rewards a lot of time sunk in and a lot of knowledge about the game. Above all else. Above skill, above luck, above anything. It rewards playing a lot. It's also the least new player-friendly game ever. That goes a bit too far because not only is it multiplayer, but it's just hard to figure out in the first place. Mm -hmm. So they throw you in with people who've been playing the game Every minute of their possible lives. Cintron. No. <laughs> and then you're, you're going to lose. And you're going to lose so much, your brain's just going to start going, oh, I suck at the game. And that's just going to make an awful loop for people who aren't God. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a fair game. It's to just put that it they don't do it correctly. It's the guitar hero kind of thing going on where you're so good and you're so happy and everyone's impressed. So but then the you're now the jerk who's really good and no one wants to exactly. play against you because now you're this dude who's really, really good. Okay, to put, to, uh, here's New Earth into perspective for those who haven't played. There's over 60 heroes and it's about 250 items, I'd say. Yeah. Half of which don't do anything useful. The other half of no, which you they... can't find. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes a lot of playing to learn it all. I'm almost to the point where I know the items and I know the heroes. Cintron could blow us all out of the water. I could blow you out of the water. Every I still hero. Suck. We, we still, still suck, suck after, uh, no. I still suck. We all still suck but. in regards to the really good players, but it just, it, that game rewards playing a lot more than it rewards skill. But it does reward skill a bit because it is multiplayer. Yeah. It does afford a certain degree of skill, and by that I mean a certain degree of obsession over the game. Well, you have this feel-good feeling once you do something skillful. Like in Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed is this single-player game. I haven't played Assassin's Creed 2. Is it Caravan? Uh, what do you mean by that? It's not really easy. I mean, it does well, help you a lot. And by Care Bear, I mean the World of Warcraft mentality of you die, there's really no punishment. Well, uh, there's a little punishment in that you're really sad because the assassin <laughs> got murdered. Oh. <laughs> it's that little feeling of, I didn't do my job right, which yeah. really is the killer. But it's not really a terribly difficult game, especially if you use the knowledge from previous games in which you put yeah, money you into the Yeah, you can just go you all money. out and start stabbing everyone, and that's how you kill a person. Yeah, but, that's not but it's not... Exactly, uh, that's not how you're supposed to do it. Puts you you're an assassin. 
you have that kind of mentality, like that guy's intuition that you're going to sneak into the shadows and then ninja kill one person. And that will feel awesome to a person. It's, it's the kind of game that rewards people who want to play the game. <laughs> Let's bring up, I mentioned it for a second, World of Warcraft. Because it's a multiplayer game that has two very distinct routes. It has PvE, which is player versus environment, and PvP, which is player versus player. PvE is the really nice, oh, I'm learning to play the game, this is great. PvP is, I'm going to die because that guy just lit me on fire from across the map kind of play. PvE, though, is really what the game was meant for. It was meant for yeah, teaming up with your friends and downing the big bad guy. But you, the guy who's 50 feet tall. It's been three years to the point where they've introduced PvP. Four PvP years. and PvE now almost are equal. I've been PvE playing this game for a while. PvE is still... <laughs> I'd say PvE, player versus environment, is still a little more important. It gets more dev time, and they work the hardest on that. But PvP is its for people who are really dedicated to the game. Well, a lot of times choose PvP just because there's a constant flow of enemies. There's a constant flow of new players to play against. Yeah. They're going to be better, and it's always and the player it's that's going to get better challenge. and better. That's, that's the real thing PvE, when it comes to skill, is a challenge. I used to play the game, and I preferred PvE, because there was much more of a sense of satisfaction when you downed the 50-foot bad guy yes. who could one-shot well, you by working together with 25 other people. Well, that's the thing. Once you get to that point where you are more powerful than, well, almost more powerful, but you can take down every computer, you want to do something with your now level 80 character with massive armor. <laughs> so you go kill other people with massive, massive armor. By massive armor, you're basically a brick wall with even yeah, bigger brick tree. wall shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> a brick wall made of a tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's pretty a good stopping point for today. Yeah. Uh, skill is a challenge, and that's necessary for gaming. That's, that's where I would like to end up. So, uh, yeah, this has been also the game. I'm Brandon. I'm Sintron. I'm Dylan. And I'm Sean Pope. It's been a pleasure to be your pilot on air the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so remember if you guys want to email us, you can do that at also the game podcast at gmail.com with no punctuation. They're We're just on also iTunes the game podcast. And several other uh, websites. We're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to leave a comment on any of these websites. It'll most likely get to us eventually. Yeah, we, we like, like to, to hear, hear from you guys. Feedback. That would be nice. Yeah, it's, it's right. always nice to hear from fans. So, so. yeah, that's us. Uh, See you guys. You just See lost it. the game. Yeah. <laughs>